1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Medical Director for the Center for the Advancement of Youth at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Do you know why your New Year's resolutions don't stick? Habits. Those negative habits that must be gone before a New Year's resolution will stick. To change our behavior to the behaviors we want, we need to change those old bad habits. Today we'll talk about how you can make that change possible. We'll talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences this morning with us by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio.
2: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Good morning and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and today we are talking about those New Year's resolutions that don't stick. Why is that? Well, it's those nasty habits, those negative behaviors that you have to get rid of before a New Year's resolution will stick. And so to change our behavior to the behavior we want, we have to change old habits. Um, they may not be horrible old habits, they may just be habits that get in the way of establishing something new, or they really may be habits that are terrible for you. like drinking too much, like smoking too much, like porn. I mean there's so many things that people do that are bad for them. Eating too much, um, sitting around too much, not watching enough um, good stuff and watching bad stuff, not reading enough perhaps, Uh, maybe staying on Facebook too much. So today I want to talk about how we can make those changes possible because it's very clear that New Year's resolutions pretty much don't work. I know many of you, if you just listen to the media at all, um, there's been a U.S. News and World Report that says about 80 percent of New Year's resolutions fail by February. That's not very long. 30 days. By February, 31 days. Um, they fail Um And only 8% of people actually keep their resolutions. So 8%. So 80% fail um, in the first 30 days, but then another um, 12% fail altogether. So um, we don't do a very good job. 92% of uh, New Year's resolutions fail. So, what exactly is wrong in this process? Why do we keep trying? Are we really that weak? Can we not stand up to the pressures of temptation? Are humans that bad? So um, my questions to you, what do you think about this, first of all? What have you tried to do to change a bad habit? Are you still trying and failing? Have you had repeated failures? That's not unusual. Do you believe, here's another question that I'm going to throw out to you, um, because I thought about this, and do you believe that some people maybe unintentionally undermine your attempts to change, or do you think sometimes they're intentional because people like to have company in their bad habits? I'd, I'd like to hear what you think about that as we are talking about bad habits. And you know I'd love for you to jump in early and help me out with this because I have a lot of questions. I do have some solutions on what we need to do to try to change these old habits. but I'd like to hear from you. You can call us at 1877 MPB ring. That's 1 18776727464. You can send an email to family at MPB online dot org okay Um, so let me tell you uh, I have so many personal stories I, I honestly could take up the entire show now I've been successful in some of my resolutions over the years because I've worked very hard to try to change some old habits but let me tell you Um, about uh, some that failed. So the resolution to exercise every day, uh, to reach out to old friends more often, uh, to schedule that trip with my old college roomies. I've been planning on that for three years, and I have yet to do it. To practice the piano so that I can improve my skills. I even resolved once that I'd work on becoming fluent in Spanish. And honestly, uh, right now, I have about the same five or six Spanish phrases that I've had for the last 10 years. So... um, I want you to know out there that um, if you have struggled, um, people even in the know of what to do, all the right things to do, uh, don't always, are not always able to, uh, to make that change, to change that habit, to make that resolution stick. All right, so we're going to go on to the phones. We have Peter in Jackson, who's going to help us out with this conversation. Good morning, Peter. Thanks for calling.
3: Hey, good morning. I'm calling from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm living here for the last five years. I'm Mexican. And I was listening to your conversation, and man, I have something to share. Great. I struggled about 10 years to break the smoking habit.
1: Yes, that's a tough one. Every
3: time I want to break it, I say to myself, I don't want to smoke. And guess what? I end up smoking. Until I did something amazing, I changed my words. Instead of saying, I don't want to smoke, I start saying, I want to stay healthy. So every time somebody offers me a cigarette, or I pass by to a store where they sell cigarettes, I say to myself, I want to stay healthy. And man, did it for me. Wow! You know, it, it took just change the word. Don't say what I don't want. Say exactly what I want.
1: Yeah. Wow, Peter, that is actually one of the pieces of advice that that I was going to give everybody. You you preempted me. So it is. It's it's changing the the. The to to give yourself the exact thought of what you want the results to be.
3: Yeah, but every time I do the same thing on the thing I don't want to say, I don't want to eat too much. I don't want to smoke. If I keep saying that, it's like I'm in the same hole. But if I change the words what i want i want to stay skinny i want to stay healthy i want whatever i want yeah but say exactly what i want and it's hard i'll tell you it's hard to find what i want sometimes we concentrate too much on what we don't want we just can't say what is what you want then yeah i don't want to smoke what you want and it's hard to find it but once you find it man you break the habit that's what i want to say (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, wonderful words, Peter. Thanks for calling in. All right, have a good one. You too. Um, I don't know if Peter heard me talk about one of my resolutions was to be more fluent in Spanish, but I'm I'm going to keep working on that. But, you know, uh, Peter's point of uh, being very specific of what you want the results to be and what the accomplishment will be when that happens, it's the same way if you want to to start eating less instead of saying I want to stop eating, you know, blah, to talk about wanting to be healthy and what does healthy mean. Um, So to get very specific on what one needs to do to accomplish their, their wishes or their goals um, in the end. So, um, and, it, and we'll talk about the process of change and how to get rid of an old habit and to move into a new habit. But before we do that, I want to go to our next caller. We have Chenny who has called in early to help us with this conversation. Chenny and Madison, thanks for calling.
0: Hello, ma'am. How are you doing this morning?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, I,
0: um, I was trying to do it, things for past few years, and I was failing miserably. But from last year onwards, I have been able to get over those things. So I would like to talk a little bit about that. First of all, I was addicted to Facebook.
1: So, uh-huh. A lot of people yeah. are, Cheney. I'm glad for you to bring that one up. Thank you.
0: So um, what happens is uh, suppose somebody sent me a message, I my phone burst, and I looked at the message. Then before checking the message, my fingers were like automatically going to the um, Facebook icon on my phone. So I was like, I spent uh, an hour on on my phone, but I did not reply to that person who messaged me for something urgent so uh, in the morning I woke up in the middle of the night I woke up my even if I wanted to check just the time my finger was going to the Facebook button so to break that habit what did I do first I logged out of my Facebook Uh I wanted to stay connected but I did not want to stay connected with the on my phone all the time
3: so
0: uh, what I did I logged out. So now I have to press my password and all those things. So that was trying to keep me away from Facebook a little bit. And I tried to tell myself that when my finger will not go automatically to the Facebook button, then I'll start using the Facebook on my phone again. And honestly, it helped. It it did help me. And I am doing it for last only one year. And whenever I am seeing myself, I'm too much into Facebook, I do that, and I bounce back. I'm doing good in that.
1: Wow, good advice. Hey, Chenny, I have a question. So how long did it take you um, to not find yourself feeling like you had to automatically go to that Facebook button? You said that was sort of your marker. How long did that take?
3: Yes,
0: so it took me... Um, like five to six days, oh. not less than that. Yeah, yeah. It, then, then I just I got to know. No, I am on my phone not for Facebook. What happens? Like, I have a kid who is fourteen years old. I keep on telling him, and if I am doing all these things, I can't say anything to him that, hey, why are you going to Twitter? Why are you going to Instagram all the time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you've got to be the right kind of model if you expect your children to yes, learn yes. a behavior. So, I,
0: I have another thing to say.
1: Sure. Um, I
0: don't know how much time it takes to make a habit, like to form a new habit. Mm-hmm. We all make resolutions by the, um, the first week of January, and we give up by the end, as you said, in the the starting of the program, I heard somewhere, I don't know whether it's true or not, but I want to believe that, that it takes at least three months to form a habit, to continue. So, in my opinion, if I suppose I want to do half an hour walk every day, I need to Keep on doing it for three months. Sometimes what happens, we stopped for two days and we give up. So instead of thinking, oh, I did not do it for a month, so I can't do it anymore, I, I try to keep it in mind like three months is the mark which my body and my mind will make sure that it is a habit.
1: That's actually good information, Jenny. Um, if um, if one has a behavior for 90 days, then certainly it's an ingrained habit. And there's evidence that you can um, ingrain habits even sooner than that, but it really does take at least 30 days. Um, so when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about how long it takes to impart um, those good long-term habits we're trying to get and how long it takes. Takes to get rid of them, and we'll talk a little bit about why we often fail um, in that. When we get back, we're talking about getting rid of those old habits and making new good ones—good ones for us. Um, we'll go ahead and take our next break. Uh, would love for you to call in and share with us your thoughts at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back.
2: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I appreciate you listening today. We're talking about changing those old bad, bad habits to new and better ones. Um, and how do you do that? How, what does it take to impart those new habits? How long does it take? Um, somewhere around 21 to 30 days to start imprinting the habit. But to make it a long-term fixed, it, it truly is somewhere between 60 and 90 days. So um, really important to try to figure out how to do that and to make it make it happen best for you so that you can be successful. So my questions to you are, um, what have you been able to change? Um, ha- and how have you done it? We've had some success stories that have been um, very helpful. I also asked earlier, have you um, had anyone that you feel like has maybe undermined you or made it more difficult for you to be able to to make that change? And, and what and why do you think that has happened? Why that individual has gotten in your way? Um, so, but before the break, I said we were going to talk about uh, a couple of things. Why Why do those resolutions fail? Why changing a habit or maybe making a new habit is so difficult? And... Um, the, the top reasons that have been listed by researchers and a therapist are there four. One, your goals are not clear. You're not completely clear of what that ultimate change is supposed to be. Um, so... For example, it may be that um, you, you, you say you're going to be more healthy. That's a good word to use, but you need to be clear on what that means. So not just say the words, be more healthy, um, but to, to get very specific about what more healthy means. Does it mean that you need to be at a different weight? Um, perhaps, but so many times people have a goal of losing 10 pounds. Well, if your goal is to lose 10 pounds, um, does that mean that you're going to stop eating for a month and then lose that weight and then you immediately go back to the way you were eating and drinking what you were so that that weight loss immediately comes back? And that is a very frequent um, issue. So, gotta have clear goals on what what you really mean to achieve if it's if the only achievement is weight loss you're probably going to fail because you haven't done any made any changes that allow you to develop a lifelong habit that is the right way for you Um, the other thing um, so goals not clear secondly you're overwhelmed. So you get overwhelmed about um, what you're supposed to be doing. So it may mean that (laughs) you're going to get more organized. Um, So what does that mean? Um, Your house, your work, um, more organized, you're going to get your children more organized. What does that mean? So you need to get drilled down to make the task at hand, something doable. Um, The other thing is that you get discouraged because maybe you goofed and you ate that croissant that you were not supposed to or perhaps that you started exercising every day and doing that two-mile walk every day and then all of a sudden you just didn't feel like it and you didn't do it. Uh, the next three days. And so you say, well, couldn't do it, might as well give up. So people get discouraged. Um, not a good thing. What you should do, right, is get back up in that bicycle and just do it again. Um, and then the, the fourth one that I think is, is often the most common reason for failure is that you're really not ready. And, um, you know, there, there are cycles of change that have been written about a lot over the years. And one of them is um, readiness and how do you get ready for a change before you try to make it. So the, the readiness to, to really think about the, the readiness of, of where you are. So as we're moving along, I'm curious um, to you listeners as to whether or not um, you were successful, when you were successful, did you have a process that you stepped through? Um, Our first caller, Peter, if you remember, uh, talked about the fact that he changed his words. He had desired to stop smoking over and over and over again. Um, and he had tried and he had failed. But when he changed his words and said, I really want to be healthy, I really desire this change, it tells me that Peter went through the thought process of really thinking about the change and what it would do and how his life would change. So he put a lot of thought into it before he was successful. So, um, is that something that you found was helpful as you were working to change a bad habit? Um, habits become hardwired, literally, deeply hardwired by the constant repetition to our brains. So, it's like an addiction. Um, Any habit, whether it's to to food, to smoking, to alcohol, to Facebook, as one of our earlier callers talked about, those are hardwired. It's sort of like that habit that I have. I get up in the morning, I stretch, I walk to the kitchen, I take my vitamins, and I start the coffee pot. That is, I was thinking about that this morning as I was thinking about habits and the hardwiring of those habits. Honestly, that is an absolute routine that anybody who lived in my house could predict. That's what I'm going to do. So they're hardwired. And so when you're trying to change those hardwired habits, you have to be very conscious in your efforts, Um, to do it. I mean, some of those habits that we all have, like um, what do you do when you get home from school or work Um, or just from uh, being out for a while? I bet many of you um, walk to your closet, to your bedroom. You take off those shoes that you've been in all day maybe you take off your jacket it's the old Mr. Rogers thing where he gets home and he he takes off his jacket and takes off his dress shoes and he puts on his little cardigan sweater those are habits that are deeply ingrained and um, I'll tell you um, I watching my dogs watch me when I come home from work is kind of hilarious. They know about what time I'm going to get in, and they wait at the driveway. And when I walk into the house, they run to the bedroom because they know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to change shoes. I'm going to probably put in some really comfortable grubby clothes and that's what they expect me to do so they they have my pattern down so think about it when you're trying to make changes now those patterns aren't bad right but when you're trying to change a a habit that that's bad for you it has to be a very conscious effort that you work hard at and so to 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 really think about making that change before you start to just abruptly change it on January the 1st is something that is really important. And so I would implore you that um, let's forget those New Year's resolutions and talk more about finding those old habits that are bad that we want to get rid of and, and making some changes that. Um, Uh, into the the better habits. So those deeply wired negative habits, um, how we can break them. So... um as as I'm going along, I'm going to talk a little bit more about habits. But I would love for those of you who have some thoughts about this to go ahead and call in. Um, let's not wait until the end because I really think that the personal stories from you are so very helpful. So, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org, and we'll talk more um, when we come back about. the, the habits are often um, buried into much deeper behaviors and patterns that, that layer on top of us so it makes it harder. And we'll talk about those. But give us a call. Let us know what your thoughts are. This is Relatively Speaking. We're talking about getting those good habits that we need. We'll be right back.
2: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit MPBonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and this is Relatively Speaking. Today we're talking about those hardwired old bad habits. Um, and what we need to do to get rid of them and make better ones. So as we were talking about habits, um, those patterns of behavior um, that are so hard to break, um, often they're they're triggers that start the pattern. Um, Sometimes the triggers can be emotional, um, wanting a drink or a cigarette because you just got stressed about something, Or walking into a bar, and so you always smoke when you drink. Or nail-biting whenever someone um, begins to press you about something that makes you uncomfortable. Um, Sometimes those triggers are are more um, situational and and environmental. Uh, You may... um, see the TV and the couch as soon as you hit your front door. And so your brain says, okay, um, eating dinner in front of the TV on the couch um, is going to happen pretty quickly, and that's what you do because it's one of those habits. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's a combination. It may be social anxiety that has you um, pull out that cigarette or have that second drink or that first drink before you even go to a party because you're just anxious about it. So to to know what the patterns and triggers are, are so very important as you're teasing out how you're going to make things better. Okay, well, let's go back to the phone lines. We have, is it uh, Darissa in Jackson? Deressa? <laughs> Diressa. Diressa. Hi. Thanks for calling.
4: Hi. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to add that, like, with picking habits, um, for me personally, I know it's good to have, like, an accountability partner. So just knowing that I'm not doing it alone, um, talking it out with someone that I trust, um, a close friend, and just, like, discussing it with them, like, talking about my weaknesses and what I know I can fix, and then, like you said, specifically saying and setting goals for myself, and then making sure that I let them know and um, update them on my life, and then if I know I'm failing, they can hold me accountable and then still uplift me um, when I'm going with with whatever I was going through.
1: That's that's great (laughs) advice. Having somebody (laughs) that is going to be... to watch your back, to help yes. you, right? And mm-hmm. and to reinforce you. Um, having somebody pat you on the back and say, gosh, I see that you have really stuck to this. Um, right. Right? Is,
4: is right. A, hey. if they see me falling. So, hey, like, Duretha, let's not go down that road. Um, <laughs> and I'm saying this out of love. You know, let's, let's just do, some, do something else or whatever. So,
1: yeah. That's wonderful advice, and and actually, as we step through the steps of how to develop a new good habit and get rid of the old habit, that's one of them. Um, Having accountability, uh, having um, some way, um, one one of the recommendations is to literally punish yourself um, when you sort of fall off. So, so if you go back to Facebook, for example, when you're not supposed to, or if you pull out that um, extra glass of wine that you have a bank and that you just find yourself. Um, for that it's one way to also save money i guess but but having an accountability partner is a a great idea and and certainly anybody out there who has ever tried to develop a good exercise routine knows that if you have a partner who will join you and call you when you say no i don't feel like getting up today and doing it early it makes a huge difference um in your ability to follow through. Does that mean we're weak? Not necessarily. It means that we um, we are human beings and we like positive reinforcement. That's part of behavior management. That's just the way we are. So a pat on the back, a good job. We also, and it's been shown, that children need stops and limits. And so we as human beings, again, often need someone just to put up that stop sign and say hey wait a minute now you this is not good for you right
4: right i completely agree
1: well good well We're,
4: we're we are sociable people we interact with one another and it doesn't hurt to have someone to talk to and work things out with together
1: Exactly. Even for people who are introverted individuals, um, right, yeah. it may be that there's just that one or two, there are those one or two special people who help you, and you don't need the audience, but you just need one or two special mm-hmm. people who are noticing um, um, that you're working on something. So, Darissa, that's great advice for our listeners. Thanks so much for calling. No All right. Well, let's go on to line two. We have Mikey in Mobile. Hi, Mikey.
3: Good morning. Um, My question is difficult for me to phrase. Um, When you have people in your life who you, you dearly love because they've been very close to you, particularly when they were very young, And you had to take care of them. And uh, they turn out to be quite toxic. Mm. Severing those relationships because there's no other way. Mm -hmm. Can you please advise me? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank
1: you. Okay, Mikey. um, Yeah. Well, you know, as we, as I was talking about... Uh, habits and resolutions, and some of the things that get in the way of of changing the negative behaviors that we have and moving into more positive behaviors, sometimes can be um, steeped in re- relationships that we have, and and that really is. I'm Mikey. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a point that I, I really do want us to talk about sometimes there are individuals who um, continue to do things that undermine any successes that we might have, whether that's successes in relationships or successes in weight loss, um, whatever it might be. Um, I can give you an example. Um, We, um, over the years, have had children Um, with morbid obesity, Um, they were so overweight that it was affecting children now, that it was affecting their heart, their breathing, their joints, um, to the point of um, needing hospitalization to make a difference. Um, Now, one would think a parent would be very steeped in um, wanting success in uh, weight loss management for their child. But sometimes parents set up such negative parents and uh, such negative behaviors um, that they undermine any possible success Um, to the point that we have had parents sneak food um, that the child's not supposed to eat into the hospital. Um, now, I'm not talking about a specific case because there have been many uh, that have happened like this over the years. Is it because the parent desires to hurt the child? No, no. Um, it is because often the parent um, desires to to. Give the the child the love, um, and they think they're showing their love through the food, and they can't bear to take something away. Now, so um, sometimes the negative behaviors that are out there that are encouraged are not not always um, directed to to hurt an individual, but in reality, it does because they won't allow. Uh, the pr- proper environment for somebody to be able to make the change that they need. Now, um, from the uh, further relationship standpoint, if we're talking about um, having an individual who ref- you are trying to reform your ways, for example, um, and again, I have no no idea what Mikey's um, issues were with this individual, but... I don't need to know because I can give you some examples. Um, So if you have an individual who is um, drinking too much in your home and, and you know you are drinking too much and one of your desires is to take away the temptations out of the home for a while until you can get control of what you are doing, and that individual refuses to do that. Or perhaps you want to stop smoking, and you have asked your loved one, please don't smoke around me because it is too tempting. Um, every time I see you light that cigarette up, I feel the desire to light that cigarette up, and it would be so helpful to me if you don't do that um, around me until I am further out from it, until I'm 30 days away from it at least. Um And that individual refuses to do it, either because they can't help themselves or they won't and they don't care and they don't have the desire for a change. So sometimes you do have to change your environment. You do have to figure out what is it that I need to do so that I can afford the change that I know will be better for me. And sometimes it may be that you need to step away from the individual. Um, because they haven't been that support. We just had a caller who said that she was able to make a change because she had a support individual that reinforced her when she was doing the right thing and sort of ticketed her when she was doing the wrong thing. And so the importance of making sure that your environment is the way it needs to be um, is also not just the the physical environment, but all the also the personal environment that that is around you. And if you have somebody who's undermining you, um, probably the first thing I would do before I say I can't be around you is to to express that, uh, to say I'm really struggling. Can you help me? I'm really sad that um, that. I haven't felt reinforced. Can you Can you please help me? If they say no, then maybe it is time to say, then I need you to step away from me until I can get a handle on this. Because if you can get through those 30 days and, and really on into 90 days of it, then you'll be pretty well steeped in that change. Um, you've changed that habit, and then maybe you can turn around and um, reintroduce the temptations. Um, some people can do that, um, and and I know I'll you know I'll I'll give you one of my personal stories here before we go to the next break, and then I'd love to hear uh, more from you before um, we end the show. Um, I. Um, smoked in college. I had a very—I never smoked a lot of cigarettes. I never smoked a lot of cigarettes. Probably not um, over a half pack a day. But when I wanted to quit, and I really did, um, I mean, my goodness, I was going to medical school. I needed to quit, and I could not. Every time somebody lit up a cigarette, it made me um, want want one. So I had to change my environment and um and honestly it it took me probably Three or four years of going back and forth before I completely quit. Maybe it was sneaking one or two cigarettes here and there. But it took me a while to get over it. Even though I knew all the bad stuff for me, I didn't want anybody to see me smoking. I was embarrassed about it. It still took me a while. And so sometimes you just have to do what you need to do to change your environment. And for me, it was staying away from people who smoked so with that let's go on to our final break we still have time for callers you can give us a call if you want to join in about those old habits and how you broke them or what you did um, to make them better or maybe some of your struggles still give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING that's one 672 7464 this is relatively speaking and we'll be right back
2: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back and thanks for listening. Habits is what we're working on, changing those bad ones, moving into good ones. So um, in these last few minutes, I want to talk about um, the key to mapping things out um, before triggers take you over again and kick in and putting you back into those old habit patterns. So um, let me give you a few tips and then at the end we'll summarize. Um, So first of all, as you're Trying to change habits, sometimes you need to change the larger pattern. So um, maybe you need to go to the gym during lunch break. A friend of mine started doing that because she said when she uh, got home from work, she was just too tired. And in the morning, she had to be at work so early that uh, she just didn't want to get up and exercise in the dark. So she started um, exercising during her lunch break. She'd eat a very light lunch um, so that the first part of her lunch break, she would exercise and then come back and have her light lunch. So a change in pattern may be um, one way to help make a difference. Um, Use some prompts um, and what do I mean by prompts? That means just some maybe visual um, cues that make it easier to, to um, remember what to do. So I'm still talking about exercise. Put your running shoes at the side of your bed so when you get up, um, that's your prompt to go to the gym or to get up and exercise or go outside and walk or whatever. Um Or um, that prompt may be something like um, drinking um, your shake. So you have that out rather than the unhealthy breakfast that you had been eating. Um, The other thing – get supports. We've already talked about that. Get a running buddy. Um, Get somebody who's going to support you. Let somebody know that you're working on healthy eating and perhaps have somebody coach you through what they think would be uh, a good shift. Um, Or let them know that you're really working hard to stop smoking or drinking as much as you are. And get somebody to support and remind you, uh uh-oh, you're re- reaching for that third beer. Um, time to put that down. Somebody to help you with that. Reward yourself. Remember that uh, positive reinforcement is a good thing. So set up a reward system, and so as you step through goals um, and you've reached a goal, make sure that you have a reward, um, and is is another. Uh, Big issue. And then to reinforce yourself, um, remind yourself that if you have a failure, it's okay. You can turn around, and, and it's not a start over because you've already started. It's not a do over. It's just a step back, and so then you step forward again. Now, some people, I'll just say um, – if you have a significantly negative habit and you're really struggling, sometimes getting professional help is needed. So I don't want to leave this show letting anybody know or think that there aren't times when when having a counselor, a coach, somebody who can help you through this um, may be needed. And and it may be one of those things um, that, uh, you know, don't go out to eat as much and save a little money for maybe that life coach that might be helpful. All right. So a couple of uh, other things I've mentioned I want to remind you about as we're working hard to make those changes. Um, Understand what triggers your bad habits. Understanding how we make the decision is honestly the key to all of this. So one of my big pieces of advice, and I think this is why we make, we we are failing so many times when we make these New Year's resolutions, is we don't really think about them enough. Um, the advice of experts is that to make a real change, you should really spend about a month thinking about your habit before taking action on it. So think a month about all the negative things that this habit is doing to you. And all the positive things that could change if only you changed this habit, and so it's a good idea to you know I'm a big fan of journaling, writing down, write down the list of negatives, write down the list of positives. Look at it every day, add to it every day, um, and and pretty soon you'll have a really clear plan. You you'll have a really clear reason for changing this habit. And you're much, much more likely to be successful if you spend that month before time. So my advice to you today is to start thinking now about that change. The other uh, big Piece that you need to remember is don't have these huge, giant steps of change. Smaller steps of change make a lot more sense and they're a lot more achievable. So go slow. Make small changes at a time, whether it's cutting down on the amount of smoking or drinking or eating or cutting up on the amount of exercise. Don't go from sitting in front of a television to walking five miles a day. Tinier steps make a lot more sense. And then my final bit of advice to you is to remind yourself about your future self and how much better it'll be if you're able to to make those changes and get through um, all those wonderful habit changing, your life will be better. So, thanks everybody for listening and contributing and I hope you're going to start working on that habit change today if you need to. Uh, Thanks to our engineer and producer, Jay White, our call screener, Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio.